Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor and in this episode I'm speaking to Shedden Taylor who has been on the Future Champions podcast before. He was actually speaking to us in January about his favourite moments of 2021. Shedden, welcome to the Future Champions podcast again. Thanks for having me, Stu. Shedden, we're starting a series in 2022 called the Team Challenge. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to select a team from the Celtic Football Club. It has to be between 2010 and 2020, so a period of 10 years, and you have to select a player from each position, so goalkeeper all the way through striker. Do you think you're up for the challenge? I am. This one that we've selected tonight is the easiest one out of uh, the rest of the field, but yeah, I'm up for the challenge. So we we actually are starting at number one. We're starting at the goalkeeper. How hard do you think it's going to be to select a team from the Celtic Football Club from 2010 to 2020? Some positions will be really difficult. Um, Strikers is going to be quite difficult. Uh, Some wingers are going to be quite hard. Fullbacks, not so difficult. Centre-halves are going to be difficult. During that decade, we've had some cracking players. So it will be difficult, but... Not tonight, not starting at the goalkeeper. There's really only one. Absolutely. And I hope along the way that while some people may disagree with your choices, that they'll be able to understand the process that you've taken in selecting these. And even if you're not involved in football, you're involved in another sport or another activity or you're pursuing something different, that you'll be able to understand what makes great and what attributes you need for success. So I guess that's what I really want to capture in these talks And I think it's really important for people, even if they're not involved in football, to understand that every person that is trying to pursue greatness in their sport or in their field, they all have similar qualities that give them that edge of success. Yeah, very accurate. Okay, so who have you chosen as your goalkeeper of the decade? It has to be Fraser Forster. So this one was a a really easy pick. We've had maybe four goalkeepers in the last... 10 or the the decade from 2010 to 2020 and uh Fraser Forster was there for five of those seasons so it, it was yeah it was a very easy selection so for those who don't know about Fraser Forster can you tell us a little bit about him yeah so he's a he's actually an Englishman first came to the club in 2010 on loan from Newcastle yeah proceeded to have a, a few loan stints, so all up he was loaned to the club three times over different periods um, of that decade, and he did also join the club permanently from Newcastle at one stage as well. But, yeah, just an incredible player. You know, while he was at Celtic, he, he did make the England national team behind Joe Hart, so that was uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a good one as well because Joe Hart's currently at the club. He's an unbelievable goalkeeper, and he was such a coup for us at the time. And uh, he created so many incredible moments for fans. I, I guess you talked about him being on loan and then on loan again and on loan again and then permanent. But the reality is that he was there effectively from August 2010 to August 2014. So four years and then he came back in 2019 to 2020. Yeah, so we had him twice. So we loaned him from Newcastle twice and then we permanently purchased him at the end of that second loan spell. And then at the end of that season, I believe he played with us another two seasons. We sold him to Southampton. Uh, and then the 2019-2020 season, we loaned him from Southampton. And it's interesting. We're actually talking here 
in Australia, it's about 10.30 at night. In an hour's time, Celtic take on Motherwell in a really important game because they've just beaten Rangers to become top of the table. And this, I guess, consolidates that. Uh, We're actually talking about the goalkeeper whose debut was against Motherwell at Motherwell's ground and Celtic won 1-0. Yeah, and it was a a good indication of things to come. His debut was a clean sheet. He ended up setting the record for the for the most amount of clean sheets for a goalkeeper in the in the Scottish Premiership history, which was thirteen at the time. So he set the tone as he was to go on, I suppose. What are some of the things that really stood out? So his presence, you know, he was a just a mountain of a man. He was so big. We really needed someone like him to come in after the keeper from the the era before which is a, a guy called Arta Boric who was the holy goalie and the fans loved him and got behind him and he bought into everything at the club and then Fraser Forster came in and, and did the same thing you know he he was just this albatross of a guy with a wingspan I, I swear he could touch both posts on the side at the same time like he was just a giant of a guy there was uh massive performances you know big penalty saves he was always you know you'd you'd always Fancy him in a in a penalty shootout or even just a penalty in the game. Countless penalty saves. Uh, yeah, big performances against Barcelona in the the famous two one win, and then even more recently in the, the the Scottish Cup final against the Rangers in two thousand and nineteen, uh, which was up until yeah, Thursday night that we were talking about before. Um, that was the last time we'd beaten Rangers for for just over two years. Let's talk about that uh, Rangers game. 2019, and then we'll go back to the Barcelona game. I want you to uh, listen to this interview that he had straight after the win in 2019. Well, Fraser, massive congratulations. We can see what it means to you and your teammates. Just sum up your emotions right now. Yeah, absolutely, Bunsen. Probably the worst game we've played. Never really got the ball out and played our stuff. But ground out the win, so... Buzzing, absolutely buzzing. And I know you're a modest guy, but what about your own performance? Even you were surely busier than you were expecting. Uh, yeah, just just one of them went my way today and take that. So, but just buzzing for the lads, buzzing for everyone at the club, buzzing for the fans. And such is the nature and the mentality of this team that one chance and they were able to take it at the other end. Yeah, it just shows how, how clinical we are. Um, well, we've really had to fight for that and, you know, it's something special. And it's the 10th trophy in a row. I know you weren't here for the earlier ones, but how much pressure was there on these players going into this match today? Well, like I said the other day, uh, the previous nine have been and gone. It was all about today and we played some terrible football, but, you know, we've got there, we've won the game and as long as you win a final, that's all that matters. So that's an interesting topic, I guess, is the pressure. And when you think about this game, Rangers v Celtic, uh, it's a really, really important game. Two very competitive teams, the best in Scotland. The pressure that would be on him to ensure that he kept a clean sheet to win that game would have been immense, wouldn't it? Yeah, so Christopher Julian scored really late on in that game um, and we were getting absolutely battered you know like he said in the, the press conference or the interview right after sorry um you know it was like the worst game he's you know one of our worst games and, and it was you know it was just rangers were battering us it was a proper footballing lesson 
they just couldn't score and it was down to that man. And honestly, without Forster in goals, we would have lost that game 4-0. We did not deserve anything out of it, but that's what made that victory so much sweeter. There's something about seeing a player's face uh, with just sheer disbelief that how is this guy doing what he's doing? You know, how is this guy? He's not human. That that performance is just unbelievable. I, I'll always remember that very fondly, especially because, you know, like you said, it's, it's such a fierce rivalry and it's one of the few times that you'll have Celtic and Rangers fans in the football stadium at once is at Hamden like that. And um, it's unbelievable just to... You can feel the hurt of another support, and it's uh, it's infectious. The horrible game of football, but you know we won, and big Christopher Julian scored the winner, and Fraser Forster nearly single handedly won that game. And the pressure would have been incredible, but yeah, he's a big guy, I guess. Huge lats, he can carry that. If he loses his concentration for one of those attacking movements the game switches its momentum and Celtic lose that game, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And talking about pivotal moments, and one of the moments you raised was the Celtic v Barcelona at Celtic Park in the uh, 2013-2014 season. It was unbelievable, yeah. It was, um, you know, we, again, got battered pretty convincingly. I think it was on the 125th anniversary of the club being founded as well. You know, Barcelona at that time were the best football team Probably in history, you know, there's there's probably not that many uh, club teams that were as ferocious as as that Barcelona team, and um, it was an absolute schooling. And uh, Fraser Forster just again, like their performances, that you just really remember, you know, especially as a goalkeeper, it's it's such a pressure pot position because you make one mistake and then you're in the headlines. Uh, I remember. This isn't about Forster, but young Carrius, the goalkeeper from Liverpool in that Champions League final. That's all I. That's all I remember from that Champions League final was his his blunders, his mistakes. That's that's how you know you could have the game of your life, but you make one mistake and you let a goal in, and it's um that's the talking point. And uh, so the pressure involved in playing that position would be immense. But a packed Celtic Park against potentially the greatest club team in history and he just stepped up immensely you know to the point where the spanish press were calling him le grand murala the, the the yellow wall at the end because i think messi even came out and said the performance was the best performance he's ever seen from a goalkeeper i want to take you back to that game with two quick highlights that i think really give you an idea of how much pressure he was under let's have a listen messi Alexis Sanchez, he might get a second chance, but Fraser Forster barricading himself in. A terrific save from Forster. Messi, Jordi Alba, Lionel Messi, another fantastic save from Forster. So you're right, Messi did actually say years later, and this is his quote, there was one game in Scotland where Forster was not human. It was the best goalkeeping performance I have seen. To have one of the greatest players in history, one of the most formidable attackers, to make comment, not after the game, but years later to say one of the best performances he's ever seen, that's got to be a feather in your cap. Oh, 100%. And also to top it off, it was actually 
Fraser Forster that was a, launched the ball up for t- that, you know, um, I think it might've been, it was like Mascherano or, or someone missed the ball. Like uh, so Fraser Forster essentially launched it up to Tony Watt and got an assist um, for Tony Watt at 18 years old to score the winner at uh, against that Barcelona team to make it 2-1. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. You know, I think at the end of the game, it was something like we had 10% possession. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, that results kept Neil Lennon in a in a career. So it shows how um, important and pivotal that that act, that result was. And that, all, again, came down to Fraser Forster. Now, we've talked about him on the field. I want to talk about him off the field. And what I find interesting is that you don't hear much about him off the field. Yeah, he's a pretty understated guy, you know. It, his his personal life is is that it's just personal. Uh, you don't hear any. There's no drama. There's nothing. There's no big ego. That's obvious. He's not in newspapers. It's um, he's just a, seems to be a pretty recluse guy and gets on with his job. And you know, anytime you hear him in press conferences, he's really well spoken. And um, yeah, I, I think it probably says a lot about the man. He he does football you know he plays football because he loves it and um yeah it's not about the glory or the you know the fame for him it's just a he just happens to be at the time that he was at Celtic uh you know in my opinion one of the best in the world outstanding now if you had a close second uh between that era of 2010 to 2020 is there one or who would it be no close second. Um, you'd have to give a mention to Craig Gordon because he w- he was a very good goalkeeper for us. Um, but but it's not close. Uh, it you know there's probably a a Fraser Forster arm span distance between the two of them. Gordon was a good keeper for us. Uh, he still is a pretty good keeper. You know he's now at heart, Hearts. So, but yeah, it, it was definitely Fraser Forster. No real competition there. Yes, and uh, another thing about him, you mentioned his uh, arm span. He was actually the tallest player in the SPL. Well, there you go. Yeah, giant of a man. He certainly was. One of the other questions that I wanted to ask you, and I want to ask you for each player that you select, so I hope you can think on the fly here, but if you were a FIFA 2022 statistician, what would you score Forster? Now, for goalkeepers, there's diving, handling, kicking, reflexes, speed, and positioning. Let's start with diving. I'd probably say 88, I guess. It'd be, yeah, high 80s for, for diving. And what about handling? 80. So a bit lower. And then kicking? 74. And then reflexes? 99. 99, yep. <laughs> and speed? I don't know. I've never seen him move. <laughs> 20. 20. And... Positioning. Yeah, he was good. He was very good at that. Uh, 85. 85. Okay, let's have a let's go back and have a look at those with uh, the the actuals versus yours. FIFA has him at 75 for diving, and you had him for 88. Do you think he's robbed? <laughs> well, I guess if it's FIFA 22, comparing him to the 2014 season, um, yeah. I mean, my perception of how good Fraser Forster is is you know. Nearly 10 years ago, um, but robbed, yeah. Robbed for sure. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah. FIFA needs to – the you need to replace the statistician in FIFA. 
Maybe check the, the, the FIFA 14 stats and see if, how they compare. I struggled with the technology shed, and so I had to get my <laughs> 11-year-old son to do it, uh, he, and he did a very good job. Uh, they had 71 for handling. You had 80. Again, it's a little bit – if we if we look at it, you've, you've, you've sort of followed the theme. His handling is not as good as his diving. His kicking, you've said 74. They say 64. Uh, <laughs> reflexes, they've given him 79. So that's their highest – the highest they've given him is that 79. So they're saying his reflexes are his best attribute. You said 99. I agree with you, particularly in that uh, <laughs> in that Barcelona game. Speed 30 they gave him, and you gave him 20. So you've 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 <laughs> undervalued him. And positioning, uh, they've said 74, and you said 85. So I guess across the board, it's fairly similar. You've given him fairly similar. Uh, I, I guess in, as far as weighting goes. They're all very yeah. similar. Uh, so you could probably make it as a FIFA statistician. I'll uh, put your resume in if you like. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yep. So final words on Fraser Forster. What a player. What a man. Yeah, just so grateful to have those memories of, again, just being absolutely dragged out of, you know, dire positions by that man to um, from the brink, you know, absolutely getting pummeled and, and he would just single-handedly keep us in the game or, you know. Another one was um, just while we're talking about it, he, he had a really good big performance against Lazio when we, we beat them in Italy. And uh, Olivier and Cham scored the winner. And again, Fraser Fawcett was immense that night too. Um, but yeah, it's just a testament to the guy, you know. Thank, thanks for the good memories and yeah, best of luck with the rest of his career. Shedden, I cannot let you go without talking about the, the the most important thing that's happened this week in football, and that's the Celtic v Rangers game where Celtic took the top of the table points and uh, claimed them from Rangers. What's your view? Yeah, I watched the game back again uh, just yesterday because it was – you kind of – you know, you get caught up, especially in the, you know, the nerves – and uh, I guess the, when you first watch it through, there's things that you miss. It was just an incredible first 45 minutes, probably the best 45 minutes of football I've seen Celtic play in years. It wasn't like anything dire happened in the second half. I just think there was no, it was just empty minutes. It was Rangers had dead possession. There was nothing they could do with the ball. We looked totally in control, just cruised it. It's what a job that, our Aussie Ange is doing over there. Um, you know, we both have had this discussion before and we knew exactly what would happen and it is happening. It's happening probably sooner than we both thought. It was such a pivotal performance. You know, Callum McGregor coming in with a face shield for a broken cheekbone and um, absolutely just controlling that midfield. It was just so beautiful to see. It was just like we've got our team back, you know, especially after last season. It was such a tough time to be a Celtic fan. 25 points behind Rangers at you know this time last year and we just had, didn't have any identity we didn't lay a glove on Rangers all of last season and even you know the first derby of this year at Ibrox we were pretty good we didn't win it was a close game I think a Hallander goal was the difference but you know it wasn't that bad and then this game we absolutely dominated them you know like it just there was players for Rangers that just look like they didn't want to be anywhere near it you know anytime alan mcgregor would make a save and he always makes world-class saves against us in particular but every time he would make a save and the camera would zoom in on him it would 
it looked like he'd seen a ghost. He just did not want to be there. The same with Borna Barisic. He just, he was <laughs> like, he was copying it. That just all of the players that you usually identify as having good games against us, like Ryan Kent, you know, Josip Juranovic just had him in his pocket. Greg Taylor had that 40 million euro player from Man United on loan in his pocket too. So it's just, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable to get our team back. You know, there's still a lot of the season left to play, but, you know, we've found, we've got our identity back and that comes down to Ange and, you know, nine of those 11 players that started that that game were Ange Postigoglu signings and it's just an incredible job and what a feeling. And uh, long may it continue. Chet and Taylor, thank you for joining me on the Future Champions podcast. Your challenge for next month is to choose a left back. Have you got some ideas? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. I won't get you to give it away at the moment, but looking forward to hearing it next month on the Future Champions podcast, the team challenge. Looking forward to it, Shedden. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Stuart. It's been fun.